Portland Pilots are the 2016 West Coast Conference champions. Welcome back to the Portside Pod. I'm Chris Clements. I'm here again with Ray Bradley. And today we have an awesome new guest, uh, new soccer assistant coach, Ben Zamansky, former Portland Timber. How you doing today? Yeah, doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, we got you got some roots here in Portland. Um, ended up coaching here now. How's that been for you so far? It's been fantastic. Um, my wife and I are happy to be back. We've we lived here for five years and I was playing and um, almost moved back home close to family and uh, realized this was like a second home to us and, and this opportunity came up and um, I couldn't pass it up. Um, I'm excited to be here and excited to be working with this group of young men. Awesome. We're super glad to have you. So yeah, you're from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I was born in Pittsburgh. Um, grew up most of my childhood right outside of Akron, Ohio. Nice. Uh, LeBron James country. Yeah, are you on that Rushmore with LeBron and all those guys? Uh, Steph Curry's from there, too. Didn't yeah. quite make it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the smaller mountain? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're on the backside. Backside <laughs> of the mountain. Hey, one day. One day you'll be up there with them. <laughs> uh, so you went to Akron. Um, you actually played in the national championship, correct? Mm-hmm. And you guys were undefeated going into that game? Yeah, we didn't. Uh, actually, we, they counted the the semifinal game where we won in PKs. It counts as a tie. Uh, but <laughs> oh. until that, we didn't tie any games either. That's strange. Yeah. Okay. And you played for Caleb Porter, isn't that right? I did. I played for him all four years. His first year at Akron was my first year, my freshman year. Uh, so I played for him four years at Akron. Um, played at Chivas USA. And then when Caleb came to Portland, um, I got traded here and, and played here for five years under him. That's pretty crazy. What was that? What was that like? Um, it was awesome. I mean, Caleb's a, a mentor of mine, a great coach, and uh, he's a great coach to play under. And um, I think it was it was enjoyable to watch the, his evolution, his development as a coach, um, seeing him from his college days to to see how he he kind of grew throughout that process um, until now. And so it was, a, it was a blast, and obviously a blast to to play here in Portland for for such a great club. Yeah. So you. Uh... He was he your coach when you were in the national championship as well? He was, yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of a little bit of redemption for you guys. Uh, <laughs> went in uh, 2000 and what, 13? You know, 13. No, 15. 2015, sorry. It uh, was, it was, it was. Uh, it, it was awesome to, to raise a trophy with them. Um, we, we raised uh, several conference championships, but to raise the big one at the end, uh, it was a pretty special moment. Yeah, and uh, kind of something that, that I've noticed, I've only been in Portland for years, that, that we kind of embrace soccer more than some other U.S. cities. Um, why do you think that that is? Why is it so different here compared to, I know I haven't been like to other soccer cities in the U.S., but it seems like here we really, you know, whether it's the, the Timbers, the Thorns, or uh, UP, just kind of the, the, like, the atmosphere here is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think UP has a lot to do with that. I think uh, the Clive Charles days, and and I mean, he brought he brought soccer to Portland, and uh, the the community here embraced it, and uh, I think it has a a rightful say to to Soccer City USA. I mean, it's a, it's a special uh, like the the Army's a special crowd to play in front of, a special fan base to play in front of. Um, the whole community at large here is um, it's very tight knit, and and uh, it's very very neighborly. 
Um, and, and I think everyone just, just cares about the sport and, and it's, it's a fun place to be for our sport. Yeah. And in the community that kind of Portland has for soccer, I know you've been around these fields. What, what do you kind of think of your ranking as far as Merlot compared to maybe Providence Park and oh, those kind of things? Yeah. You can't compare those two. One's <laughs> turf and, and one is, uh, is one of the, one of the, the best grass pitches I've ever played. I actually played a game here, two games here, played two open cup games here when I was with Chivas USA. Oh yeah. Um, we played the Timbers here on Merlot and, um, I'll always remember as one of the best fields I've ever played on. And so, uh, I mean, the, the climate here, I mean, you can play soccer year-round. Um, in the fall and the spring, you can run for days. I mean, so you just don't get tired in this climate, and uh, the surface gets a little slick, and the ball moves, and, and it's, a, it's a great place to play soccer. Do you uh, know, I've heard that we bring in this grass at Merlot from out of the country. Is that true? Do you know? I, Kevin, our groundskeeper, Kevin, uh, he's a magician. He he mentioned something. He definitely brings it in. I don't know where he brings it in from. Um but he has it down to a science, so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let him keep that a secret. <laughs> yeah, let him keep we're going to get him on here. We're going to ask him. We're going to pry through all those secrets. Secret. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> he's incredible, though. Absolutely. Um, so when you first got to the Timbers, I know you guys played University of Portland, right? We did. We played Some one kind of game exhibition? at Providence Park. Yeah, it was an exhibition game. What was that like? It was an experience. I remember <laughs> getting pretty heated. Uh, it's funny. When that's you're what on, we've heard. Yeah, we've heard that. <laughs> when you're on the college side of it, I mean, that's it's like a World Cup game. It's like what you do oh, yeah. about being able to play against pros. And um, when you're on the other side of it, sometimes it's the other way, and you just don't want to get hurt, and you don't want to get in tackle. And right. You learn that uh, no matter who you're playing, no matter who the opponent is, you, you have to show up and you got to play. And it was a competitive game. And um, Kudos to those boys. They brought it, and, and they were definitely competitive and, and wanted to win, and, and it, that's what it takes to, to play at the next level. So I think they understood that, and um, it's just a, it's just a lesson to be learned there. you you gotta, you got to show up and play every time you take on, uh, step on the pitch. Were you kind of aware of the program before then, or is that where you kind of were first um, introduced to them? I was first introduced to the program through Michael Gavin. Um, Blair Gavin's one of my best friends from college, and his brother actually played here. Oh, okay. And so that's, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, so that's when I first uh, became aware of UP, uh, but I didn't know all the traditions. I didn't know all the history of it until I continued to meet more and more people that um, came through here, like Keith Pierce, um, Luis Robles and, and mm. all these guys. Awesome. Yeah, no, our, our student section here is unbelievable. Um, I actually went to UC Santa Barbara before, mm -hmm. so I've been a part of that. Um, but those two are definitely some of the best in the country, I'd say. I don't know what it was like at Akron for you um, and f as far as, like, student uh, population supporting and stuff. No, absolutely. It's such a key key element if, if you want to uh, – I mean, the, the field, the fan base, I mean, it's a, it's a proper soccer environment here. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not just uh, college soccer here. It's, I mean, this is, this is a, proper, a proper football pitch, a proper fan base. Um, and it's, it, like I said, it's special. For, it's special for these players that get to take the pitch here every single every single game, and uh, you can see how they step on the field, how uh, the excitement that, that they play with. And, and uh, I know we we encourage them, but I mean they don't need much uh, motivation before they step out of the locker room when they have that fan base behind them. Yeah, definitely. Um, so back to the the MLS Cup and you know winning that. Uh, do you remember the parade? Did we have a parade for it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was one of the best celebrations I've ever been a part of. I mean, it's, awesome. The city knows how to celebrate championships, and uh, we're hoping to bring one bring one here and, and be able to celebrate with the city. Yeah, no, they, they – uh, I've seen all the parade stuff for pretty much every other sport, and it looks like 
it was an absolute blast. It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, it really was. It really was. They did it right here. Um, they said the, the Timbers set it up really well. Uh, and uh, obviously the people came out and, and, and it was, it was a long time coming, I think for this fan base and this whole city and, uh, and the celebration was, was special. Yeah. I think that goes back to kind of, you know, you get the Yankees, Red Sox, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Harry Potter, Voldemort, <laughs> just great rivalries in history. And then you got Timber Sounders. What was what was being part of that like? Oh, I mean, it, it was a rivalry game. It was a derby game. And, uh, I mean, every time you stepped on the pitch, I mean, there there was guys across the field that, that maybe there was they were friends outside of the game. But but when you step on the field at, and and go against that team, there was there was real hate and, and really – I mean, there was hatred. Um, there was bad tackles. There was um, heated moments and and a lot of drama. And and they were those were big games to be a part of. And um, it was a lot of fun. And and the fact that our city got to raise the first MLS Cup before them, um, well, we'll always have that. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I actually, um, I've seen the. Were you there for the Clint Dempsey? Um, ripped the open cup no game. Book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually at home. I th that was the year I tore my ACL. Uh, okay. uh, and so I was watching on a stream and <laughs> I couldn't tell you what was going on, but it looked like mayhem. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that video too. He just basically, he, I want to say it was like a bad tackle, something mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. he, there were a couple other guys who gotten some red cards in the game and, and he picked up the ref's notebook and, and just ripped it to shreds and got suspended. Oh, for like, real? Yeah, like six oh games God. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was, like I said, those games come with a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, uh, kind of touching on how you got to the Timbers. So you were traded to the Timbers, right, in 2013. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, is it, what is that kind of like, being being traded? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the nature of, of all pro sports is uh, whether you're a player or a coach. Um, you don't – not a lot of players play in the same place um, their whole careers, like Sidney Crosby, who we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah. uh, before the podcast started. But, um, yeah, it's just the nature of it. And um, I was fortunate enough to, to play in two great cities. I mean, uh, being a kid from Akron, I, I never I never lived. I, I don't even think I went to L.A. before I got traded there – or not traded, before I drafted there. Um, so to be able to start my career there and um, forever grateful for Chivas USA, RIP. Uh, <laughs> but then going from that to, to here and, and the real soccer culture and in and, and this kind of city, um, it was it was it was a lot of fun and a lot of fun to play in front of this crowd. Yeah, when you first heard that you were uh, getting traded, was it more like um, frustration, being upset, or were you kind of just excited to, or both? I was excited. It came out. It came out at an interesting time in Chivas USA. I don't know if you know the history, but um, there's a lot of um, <laughs> there's there a lot of things going on in the club where uh, people weren't sure the direction of the club, whether they were mm. just going to fold, whether um, they wanted all uh, it turned into a, they wanted all Latin Mexican players on the club. And, oh, okay. Um, so it was a big ordeal there, and uh, and so. I basically was trying to push my way out, to be honest, just because okay. it was it was a very awkward time for the club and for players in the club. Um, you wanted, just wanted some solidarity. Wanted some solidarity. Wanted to play for a team that um, that basically was going to compete more and, and was going to be more competitive. And um, Caleb was in Portland, and um, I was talking to Gavin. I think my agent was talking to Gavin. Interesting. And was able to make that work. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cool. So you actually kind of had a hand in this. Uh, I don't know if I, I, I had a hand pushing my way out, I think, okay. uh, from Chivas USA. Um, at the same time, I'm forever grateful for that club, and, and they gave me my first opportunity. And mm -hmm. um, 
I wouldn't have had the career I did if it wasn't for them. So, I mean, I'm forever grateful for that club. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When you first got to, that was your first time in Portland, or no, second time in Portland? Because you came here in college, correct? Never in college. Oh, okay. Never in college. Um, so I, I played a couple of road games here, obviously. Okay. At GSUSA, uh, we played on the road in MLS, and then we also played a couple Open Cup games here. Okay. So what was your first thing that you did when you got here? Do you know? Do you remember? First thing I did, I, we, we stayed at the nines. Um, tell, uh, most of those road trips, we, it was just straight to training, uh, back for some <laughs> team meals, and would hang out with the um, some players in the club, usually play some cards in the room, um, hang out, and get ready for the game. Yeah, what is it kind of like being on team planes, being traveling? What do you guys kind of do to pass the time? What is that culture like? Yeah, it depends on the trip. It depends on the team you're with. Mm -hmm. um, some managers prefer you to be in the hotel all the time. Some managers uh, will let you kind of go and um, do your own thing and have some free time and explore the city. Um, so it just kind of depends on, on the manager, the club, the even the trip. Uh, some trips you're in a city a little longer. Like if you go on an East Coast trip and you, you're out there two days before a game, sometimes you have an opportunity to kind of venture around the shit, um, the city and kind of whatever, hit up a different restaurant or something like that. And then, uh, just get ready for the match usually the next day. Gotcha. Yeah. Where, uh, when you were traveling, did you ever get kind of tired of traveling and wanted to be at home or did you enjoy kind of getting to see other places? Yeah, and... I was like, I was a young adult like at that time. And I think it was just, it was a great experience to, to be able to get around and see different cities and experience different cities and, and, and play in different stadiums. And, uh, I mean, it was, a, it was an awesome experience for me. Um, and then I think as your career goes on and on and, um, now married, uh, lived together with my wife for probably last eight years, seven years. So there comes a time when towards the tail end of the seasons, the tail end of my career, you, you kind of want to be home. You want to, um, kind of have that stability and, and not be traveling all around all year. Um, so it's good to be settled down here. Awesome. Speaking of which, um, after your kind of stint with the Timbers, it looked like you ended up going back to Pittsburgh, getting a chance to kind of play in your home city. Was that kind of the mindset to just kind of find some roots? Yeah, it was. Um, my wife and I both are, so she's from Akron, Ohio as well, or right oh, wow. outside from Hudson. And uh, Did you, sorry, did you meet in college or? We started dating seriously in college. We actually met in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so then went long distance. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that is most people don't make it through that. I, I, I <laughs> Good for you. I know. Uh, a lot of work. We've uh, so we've basically went long distance, and both of us both of us thought that we were gonna maybe want to move back closer to family. Right. Um, and so that played a big role in that decision. Thought maybe I'd play my last year there and uh, get into coaching there uh, oh, in okay. Pittsburgh or, or in that area. And I'd say four to six months went through that uh, that season and. Um, we missed the West Coast tremendously. We missed Portland tremendously. Yeah. Um, and like I said, to start the podcast, this opportunity came up and, and it was very hard to pass up. We love it here. Um, and this is like a second home. We, we do miss our family, um, but we get to see them a few times a year still and, and, and still live in a place where we really enjoy. Yeah. We, uh, you had a, what, a three day turnaround or something before from playing to coaching? Or was it, it was quick, right? It was quick. Yeah. I, I was, I was deciding kind of all off season, whether I wanted to play another year um, and keep grinding it out playing or, or whether I was happy with my career and wanted to move on to the next steps. And uh, it kind of took me, I would say, three, four months to be able to make that decision and, and, and be 100% okay with it. And then um, when the day came, um, I was excited to, to get into coaching and, and, and start this next uh, this next journey. So was that in the, the coming to UP and coaching, was that kind of in the works 
before or did this just happen on the spur of the moment and you ended up here? Yeah, it kind of just happened. Um, I was looking at a couple of different opportunities in, in the soccer world and then a couple outside the soccer world. Um, and Nick just, uh, I, I think through, um, some, uh, he knows Caleb pretty well. Um, mm. Caleb was a mentor to him. They came from the same town in Michigan. Okay. Um, so he needed an assistant coaching job filled and, um, my name probably came up in, in those conversations and, uh, Caleb probably mentioned him that I was mostly looking for a, a coaching job and, uh, we got to talking and we realized it was a good fit and, uh, very fortunate to, to be here and be a part of this, this story, for, uh, program here. It's kind of crazy how fast that turnaround was for you. Um, what was that? Was it, what's it been like so far your first year coaching now? Um, I know for me when I was playing, I was more of like a, kind of like a feel player. Like I was a baseball player. I was a pitcher. Um, and so it was hard for me to like kind of project what I was feeling onto younger guys. Like I was more of just the kind of guy who would go out there and like, I'd feel a ball doing something in my hand. Was it, was it hard for you to be able to kind of like talk to the, the, some of your players and like tell them what they, no, for sure. I think it's, uh, I mean, I'm still learning. I'll still continue to learn even, uh, 10 years into this job. Uh, I mean, I, I think, uh, it's part of the reason why I had the career I did playing was, was I think my ability to read the game, my ability to communicate on the field and, and help players around me, um, make their jobs easier. And, uh, so I think it, it's kind of comes natural to me, the communication aspect, but, but at the same time, it's, it's still, uh, it's still a process trying to trying to communicate the exact things to to each player and try to get through to them uh, kind of what you want out of them in each and every play. Yeah, I think coaching is a lot harder than uh, maybe some people on the outside mm. make it seem. Uh, everyone thinks they can do a good job. Everyone's a coach. <laughs> every single person's a coach until until they get into it and they got to kind of actually figure out how to communicate stuff to players. There's something I've, I've really wanted to ask this whole time. Do you, did you play FIFA with yourself at all? Uh, every once in a while, I'd go back home. I, I wasn't too big into video games, to be honest. Um, in college, we'd play a little bit. Um, and then when I first started my career, uh, I lived with one of my best friends, Blair, and uh, we would play a little bit of video games when we'd go back from training. Um, but we didn't play, like, probably too much FIFA back then. But now when I go home and, and play with my bro little brother um, – we we load up the FIFA and, I, and sometimes I would sometimes I would play with with our team or I'd go back home but but not usually. Okay. Okay. So you're not on the LeBron train of things where you're that's like a second practice for him almost going home and playing. Yeah, I was never I was never too into it to be honest. Gotcha. <laughs> Have you seen your rating? I haven't. <laughs> Is that why you're not so retired. into it? <laughs> Just retired. <laughs> no, I don't know. I would imagine you're probably not in this year, but I got it right. Yeah, let's pull Somewhere those up. Here, Take a look. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I got it up anymore. <laughs> I want to say uh, your best attribute was your physicality. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah so you, you were just a bruiser on the. <laughs> I would actually. I don't know if that's 100 percent true. I don't know if I was like the, the best athlete on the field. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I would say probably you were just. Uh, Based on your your ratings, which I can't get to come up, I don't think my internet's connected, but uh, it looked like you were the type of person who would take out somebody if you needed to. But <laughs> I don't know. If that... Yeah, I think I, I think I committed fouls. Uh, I mean, that's just <laughs> the nature of the position, too. Um, but yeah, I wasn't I wasn't afraid to to stop a play. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a hockey mentality almost. Yeah, maybe you could say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I know. There's always this like big thing with like NBA and uh, Madden where they're always. The players will find out their rating and they'll just be pissed about it and like 
do everything they can to get higher up in there. So I thought maybe maybe that happened with you. Um, but yeah, I can't get it to come up. So do you uh, do you see any players on this current UP team that kind of maybe remind you of your play style in any ways? I would say the one that reminds me the most um, is actually redshirting this year mm -hmm. uh, in Easton. I think uh, okay. I think when Easton plays, he's, he's kind of a leader on the pitch. I think he he kind of plays the six similar to, to how I played the six. Mm -hmm. um, uh, keeps the game really simple. Uh, defensively, tries to read the game and break up plays. And uh, I would say I, I see my game mostly in him um, when I look at when I look at our current roster. Gotcha. He seems like he has a kind of a physicality too. Yeah, he definitely does. Um, I know we got a couple guys that are probably gonna go on and play at the next level. Um, do you got anything that you kind of try to project upon them or like talk to them about it? Or are they just trying to focus on this year and just figure out the rest later on? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's it's a it's a big piece in 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 youth soccer these days and college soccer where we don't. I mean, we, of course, we want players here that that want to play the next level, that have aspirations, that take soccer very seriously, and um, and those are the players we want. But at the same time. Uh, you got to stay in the moment. You got to stay present. Uh, if you look too far in the future, you don't. You, you take you take for what you have right here for granted too much, and you lose it. And like call the college experience for me was one of the best experiences of my life as far as the, the friends I made, um, competing each and every single day with with a group of guys that uh, that all have the same goal. When you get to the next level, it's not like that. Uh, and you're playing for paychecks. You're playing for your family. You're playing for different things that. Uh, yes, you're a team at those levels, but at the same time, you're, you're it's it's more individual. And and when you learn how to be a team, when you learn how to play for a team, when you learn how to compete every single day as a team, I think that that only makes you better and and gives you a chance to play afterwards. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I know that some of the the kind of experiences I had in college were were so much like just so memorable. All the friends I've made and stuff. And then I actually I went up and had a, a moment, a quick, very like one day stint in minor league baseball, and it, you can just tell it's just a business. Just mm -hmm. it's a business from the moment you step off of the college field and into the pro, and it's just completely different. So it's something I I feel like maybe I took for granted at sometimes. For sure, it's easy to. I mean, you're always looking. You kind of look in the future. You're. I mean, I feel like the nature of social media now. You're looking at social media, and everything seems perfect in in other people's mm -hmm. pictures and other people's lives, and uh, you just always want that. But uh, what you have here, I mean, this is a special place that we talked about. It's a special place to train and play every single day, and we have a special group. And um, I think all these guys understand it, and all these guys um, don't take this for granted, and 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 they shouldn't. Uh, and like I said, those, when you learn when you learn those those values, those, those to be a to be a good teammate, to do whatever is possible to, to help the team, it's only gonna help your pro career. If you make a pro, like those are the guys that people want on their team, um, and so those are like very important values to have. And uh, I think our guys are are developing those here. And um, and like I said, it's an exciting group, and I hope these guys do have a, have a chance to play afterwards. Sounds a little bit like a head coach right there. <laughs> and do you? Uh... Do you envision yourself moving up in the the ranks in coaching, or do you want to? He just uh, said, "Stay in the moment." You already telling I mean, him to get ahead have, of the ball. You can have some <laughs> aspirations. I mean, that's it's fair. Like... <laughs> you gotta have your goals. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think uh, I have a lot to learn as a coach. Um, I know the game just because I've played. It's been my whole life, to be honest. My dad was a coach. Um, 
I grew up in this game. I, I, I played the highest level in, in our country for, for a number of years. And, and I understand the game, but to, like we said earlier, to be able to coach it is different. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm still learning. And I think I do have aspirations to be a head coach one day, but uh, I'm not, I'm not rushing to, to those, to, to meet those aspirations. I'm, I'm staying in this moment. I'm uh, learning everything I can. I mean, Nick's a, Nick's a great head coach and, and there's a lot to learn from him. And uh, it's been, a, it's been a wonderful time for me to be on the staff and, and to be uh, contributing, but also uh, soaking up a bunch of information. And so uh, I've enjoyed it and enjoyed my experience here as, as an assistant. And uh, I think down the road, maybe I could see one day wanting to be a head coach. Are there coaches or managers overseas in other leagues maybe that you admire that you want to kind of replicate yourself off of? I think uh, I think Jesse Marsh's journey and, and his path has been something special. I mean, uh, what he did, what he did at Anfield in the Champions League was was special. And uh, talking to some guys I know, I, I mean, I think they they've all enjoyed playing for him. He has that kind of that fiery personality. Uh, he's a smart guy, very detail oriented, and uh, I think I admire him a lot. Awesome. Do you think kind of being around uh, Caleb Porter so much and then now Nick, that's kind of maybe rubbed off on you during your career to kind of set you up for this coaching career as well? Yeah, probably a lot of, uh, I mean, I'd say my biggest mentors in my life were, were my dad. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a, a unreal uh, high school coach, to be honest. Um, a really great man, a really great coach, taught me a lot uh, on and off the field. And then Caleb mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Caleb in the pros. And so like, I've had a, I've had a lot of coaches in my life that that have been great role models and uh, it's been easy to to try to exemplify what they do. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's just a kind of totally different skill set you kind of have to get adjusted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something else is kind of the what's the like the relationship, the difference in relationships from you know player to coach in college versus player to coach in um, kind of pro soccer where every player is a little bit of their own coach. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, I think in college, I think you're still you're still learning a lot about the game, um, where there's still a lot of teaching moments in college that have to take place. Uh, when you get to the pro level, um, it's more so about getting the the team tactics right and make sure everyone understands their role on the team and uh, and just keeping guys sharp. But here, I think there's a lot of uh, technical drills, tactical ideas, uh, a lot of teaching moments that that have to occur in this stage of these guys' life to to kind of continue to teach them the game in the right way. Yeah, I think ultimately kind of in part of a college coach's job is kind of, you know, setting people up for success outside of the sport because not everyone's going to be a professional soccer player. Not everyone's going to go play for the Timbers. Um, small percent. Yeah, yeah, very small. <laughs> so it's kind of I feel like once you you got the, the side of the coaching where you're coaching them as athletes and side where you're teaching them how to be a good person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's a, such a fun uh, stage of their life to be coaching and, and, and a great place to be. Like these, like you said, like you hit the nail on the head that there's so many values that can be taught in the game. And if, if you're just focused on the game and in that side of it, uh, you're missing the whole life values that, that are just the teaching moments that can be taught. And, um, I think the game of soccer like translates to a lot of the world and, and a lot of businesses. And uh, if, if you get those right, if you get those character values right, um, you learn how to be a, a good teammate. Um, you learn how to work hard every day. Like you learn these things. It's only going to translate to whatever you, you'll be successful, whatever you do. Yeah. Pretty much any job you have, you're going to be working with a team. You're going to need to be working hard every day, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So just developing that foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think some of the, like most of the, 
the jobs that you're going to be applying for after your career, just the having that on your resume is goes so much farther than, you know, maybe that grocery store job that you had or something. I don't know. That's fair. Nothing MLS take away is from better that. than that. I mean, that's, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in college. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, to be a student athlete, the amount of time management oh, yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. like the way that these guys have to budget their time, there's not much time. Yeah. I mean, and we talk all the, all the time in, in the locker room and, and as coaches, like these guys don't have choices. Um, yeah, there's always something to. They don't have choice. They, if they want to be successful here. I mean, there's always something they need to be doing, mm-hmm. and and they gotta they gotta choose the right thing. Yeah. If they choose the wrong thing, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it here. You're gonna get behind in classes. You're gonna get behind on the field. Um, so these things are all important, and, uh, and they all translate. I got two more things for you. First off, 2026 World Cup is finally in the U.S. again. I want to mm-hmm. say, you think you're gonna go to that at all? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that answers that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always wanted to go to one, so we'll see if that uh if I can make the trip. Where is that at? Uh I don't it'll be all over. Yeah. Right I wanna say Oh duh, Are yeah. they doing the um joint World Cup with Mexico and Canada as well, right? Yeah. Oh okay. cool. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be exciting. All North um, America, yeah, I dig it. Hopefully our team is solid by then. We have we have really good young players in our nation now, and I mean I think soccer in our country is just continuing to develop. And mm-hmm. um, it's easy to criticize when when things don't go our way, but uh, I think as long as we get back to the fighting mentality that that we once had, and and with the talent that we have um, coming up, uh, yeah, I think we're we're going to be in a good place. Yeah, that'll be awesome to watch. I'm uh, got high hopes. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on? Uh, Christian Pulisic. I might have messed that up. Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> okay, I got there. Uh, it's uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, so I was speaking about like fighting mentality. Of this guy, I mean, he wasn't in the lineup for the start of his career at Chelsea, and uh, he was facing all kinds of uh, heat from social media, and uh, yeah. and and I think he's turned it around well. He's just continued to to battle probably every single day in trading, I assume, to, to, to find his chance. And when he found his chance, uh, he was prepared for it. And uh, he keeps scoring goals and, and, and setting up goals. And so I think uh, he's obviously an exciting young player that uh, that is only going to help our national team. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. This is a little bit different, but what do you – what are your thoughts on Zlatan? Do you, uh, I know recently he's been Good in the topic. news. He's always in the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, just for something he says. Is that, do you like how his mentality is? Kind of you. Yeah, just because I think that's who he is. Yeah, yeah. And he's true to it, and I, I uh, that's just Zlatan. I, exactly. To be honest, I don't know. I haven't been in a locker room with him, so I don't know if. I mean, I just Man, assume yeah. that this is just how he always is mm-hmm. um, from, from things I've heard and. I think he's just an entertainer and he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's just talking trash to the other guys in his own locker room. Like, oh, I mean, maybe. I don't know where know. the line stops for him. It seems like it'll I mean, he's probably one of those guys you off. love being on a team with and That's then true. hate being against him. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I know he was. Uh, he's been in the news a lot about uh, Carlos Vela, mm. uh, just and saying that he's a better player than. Him, but <laughs> Vela won MVP. I want to say correct. Yep, he did. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> yeah. So something we do, we kind of do. Uh, at the end of our, our podcast is, um, I don't know if you've heard the NFL draft interview. Um, they always ask some ridiculous questions. I don't know if the MLS was like that at all. Uh, no, let's go for it, though. Okay. So we just we just asked a couple of questions, um, and then we're going to give you a grade where we think it will go in the draft. <laughs> all right. So the first question, um, what type of fish are you? Bass. Oh, oh that was quick. All right. All right. Yeah. I like the first that. fish I thought of. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, 
Are you afraid of clowns? Yes, severely. Dude, you gotta see it. You gotta see the movie It. Have you seen, I've seen that? It. You seen it? Have you seen my, it my too? Wife, <laughs> my, my wife likes horror, like horror films. I don't like them. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, uh, clowns are probably my least favorite. Awesome. Wow, is that movie a little traumatic or? <laughs> no, no, that movie, no okay. just just clowns in general though. <laughs> gotcha, for sure. All right, if you were shrunk down to the size of the nick oh, of that. a nickel, I love this one, and stuck in a blender, what would you do? Lay flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually pulled that one from. Have you seen the movie The Internship? I have. Yeah, they. <laughs> That's exactly what they say. They, that is crazy. Yeah, subconscious. <laughs> ages ago when I saw that film. That's so funny. Um. Melted snow is clear. So, what color is snow? White. Okay. Okay. All right. okay. I mean, that's what I would say. Yeah. I, I want to say that they, the people got in the NFL draft interview, got mad at them for saying white, and they they said that it was actually snow is clear because melted snow is clear. Yeah, like the guy asking the questions got yeah. him to change his answer. It was very strange. Sticking with white. I've seen it. All right. Okay. Awesome. I love it. That's like probably it. what they're looking for. Just confidence. Yeah. Sticking with Outside it. Outside the box. All right. Last one. How many ways can you use a brick in a minute? <laughs> <laughs> um, 17? Cool. Yeah. No, I don't think we'll. I don't have to describe them, right? No. I mean, yeah, just I don't yeah, that's fair. 17 ways. <laughs> I think we all know the 17 yeah, ways sure. you can yeah. use a brick. Uh, yeah. Come on. I mean, there's. There's exactly 17. Yeah. yeah. 18. No, no more. 18 is too many. I can only do 17. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So what what do you what do you think he what uh, do you think in the draft he'll go? I think probably round round 3, maybe number 47, something like that. Probably supplemental draft. That's when I got drafted. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was going to give you a little bit higher. I was going to go like late round 2, but tell it to the I guy. mean, I love the the confidence. That's all that matters in these. Yeah. I want to say, I really don't think they care what your answer is, unless That's it's fair. like something outrageous. I was looking for more of a trout man, but, you know, bass is all right, too. That's good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> bass or marlin, I just decided to stay fresh water. Oh, okay. I feel that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you got anything else? No, thank you so much for being with us. It was awesome talking with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Cheers, guys. I guess we can start then. We're doing the opening now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You think you can do it off the top of your head? Find out. 